So Atma is like Akasa. Therefore, the word Akasa is used to denote Atma. It's always Lakshana Vakti. But still, Akasa is always close to Atma. Helps us to contemplate what is meant by Asariratvam, what is unembodiedness, what is being partlessness. <coughs> Sukshmatvam, what is meant by subtlety. So you contemplate on Akasa then, you are able to contemplate upon these characteristics of Atma, and that's how Akasa helps us to contemplate upon the Self. Therefore, the word Akasa is used to denote Self in the Upanishads. Such so, Akasa, Nāma-rūpayahu nirvahita. Nirvahita is nirvodha, vah. So, vodha, nirvodha, vodhruk. So, the root vah. So, that means Vahprapanaya also means to sustain, in fact, to attain. Here it is accomplisher. He is the accomplisher of names and forms, you can say. But accomplisher in what sense? Vyakarta. The accomplishing of the names and forms is the manifestation of names and forms. Not creation of names and forms. Manifestation of names and forms. How do you, what did, how does it mean manifestation? Svatmasthayo. Because names and forms or universe is already there in the causal state. Within Brahman. Meaning that the universe, names and forms, the cause of universe is never apart from Brahman. In that sense you say it is within Brahman. Before the creation, there in the abhyakta or abhyakrata or the unmanifested. In that sense, suswat mastayo. So all that is necessary is to bring to manifestation what is already there. Or vyakaranam, differentiation or what is undifferentiated in the causal state. Jagat bijahutayo. The name, names and forms represent the bija, the very seed, the very cause of the universe. Meaning the whole universe can be described as name and forms. Name and form is the nature or the atma or the essence of which universe. But name is like ghata, pata, etc. And form is the padartha, meaning of that name. So name or nama here stands for a concept. So, ghata, as we said earlier also, is a concept in our mind, which is then represented by a particular object. So, that is called a rupa. So, rupa is something that is outside, and nama is something which is within our mind. So, the concept and the object corresponding to that concept. In the first, the concept arises in the mind, and that concept then ultimately gets transformed as the corresponding object. <coughs> but they always go together. When the part is there, the word part will strike in our mind. And when the word part strikes in the mind, the picture of part also appears before us. So name and form are always connected. They are not really different, except name is, you can say speech or a concept, and form is a tangible form. 
So that nama so gains a tangible form, which is what you call a rupa. <coughs> also nama is a sound which you hear through your ears, and rupa is a form which you see through your eyes. So that's a, most of the knowledge also takes place through the ears and eyes. In that sense also, nama and rupa represent the whole universe. <coughs> So this, this is the bija, this whole idea of concept and the corresponding, uh, the, uh, the, the, the form or the tangible, that the concept becomes the tangible form. So that is the essence of the whole universe. Universe consists of all these tangible forms which are in the form of concepts and names. So that was a jagat bija bhutayoha. How nama and the rupa, or the word and the form, become the very bija, or the very essence of this whole universe. Swatmasthayoha, they are already there. How are they there? Sarilasseva, fenasthaniyayoha. Just as fena or a form is already there in the water. So when the form manifests in the water, is something that is already there in the causal form. So form has name and form. So form stands for the creation name and form. And water stands for the substratum, which is Brahma. Tahu nirvahita, nirvodha, vyakarata. Thus, Brahman brings to manifestation the names and forms. <coughs> So in that sense, Brahman is a Jagatkara. So, here, as the Tikagara said, this, so, te rantara tat Brahman. So, tayo nirvahita. So, therefore, sinam rupayo nirvahita. That's one thing. And then, te rantara is the other thing. So therefore, one represents here the, the material cause that is brought to manifestation. Tehadantara is the other lakshana of Brahman, which is the nimitta karna. Tehnamupe yadantara yasya brahmana antara madhye vartere. So, tad brahma. What is brahma? Tehadantara tad brahma. So Brahman is that within which the names and forms exist. <coughs> or Tayorva Nagarupayoho Antara Madhyadvartate. Or that which is within these names and forms. So both ways. Brahman is that within which names and forms are there, or Brahman is that which is within names and forms. Like the rope is within the snake, or snake is within the rope. You can say snake is within the rope, in as much as the snake is superimposed upon the rope. Snake cannot exist apart from the rope. Rope is the very essence of the snake. And rope also is within the snake, in as much as the rope is the essence of the atma of the snake. So both ways, snake is within the rope when we say, it means snake is, not apart from rope, snake is superimposed upon the rope. It means the rope is within the snake, 
Vishnu is the rope is the adhisthanam, substratum of the snake. By saying that automatically, the relation between the name and form and Brahma is revealed, just as that between the rope and the snake, that one of them is adhisthanam, other is adhyarupa, one is satyam, other is mithyam. So this is, everybody will interpret these expressions in their own way, by the way. Since Vedanta has this model of Adhyaropa Adhisthana, Brahma Satya, Jagan Mitya. So Vedanta says that the only way that there can be Advitiyatvam or non-duality is when the duality, which is what we perceive, has to be unreal, Mitya, then only the, the, the truth can be one. And Vedanta also explains how just because you experience names and forms doesn't mean they are real because the dream also we experience a whole world doesn't have to be real. Everybody here states the world as real because it is experienced. It has the Vyavharic Satyatma, it has usefulness. It serves a purpose. An object is true to its name, never is real. So usefulness, etc., according to Vedanta, are not the criterion for reality. So according to Vedanta, what is real is abhagitam, that which ever remains the same, which is consistent, which doesn't change, which does not deceive you, you know, by showing one face now and something else later. So that abhagitam which cannot be negated, so that is the criterion for satyam for Vedanta. So when Vedanta is about satyam, in that sense. So Niyayika also uses the word satyam, but it's in the Vyavahika satyam. So nobody ever imagined that there is a reality beyond what you perceive. Vedanta says what you perceive just leads to. It is not real, then substratum is real. <coughs> so that being our model, Tiyadantara Tad Brahman. So that they means the names and forms are within which, meaning superimposed upon which, or the one that is within them means the substratum of them is Brahman. So that way the relationship between the substratum and superimposition, Adhisthanam and Dhyagopa. <coughs> you can say this is a description of the Nimitta Karan, that Brahman is a Nimitta because of which there is manifestation of names and forms. <coughs> Brahman is the very material of name and form, or Brahman is a nimitta, or the, the cause, you know, or a nimitta, the instrument, because of which the names and forms are there. <coughs> By saying that, a lot of things are said. How to deal with this name and form? How much reality to give? There are two names and forms of reality in something else. So we respect the names and forms of what they are. Not that you reject the names and forms or that you disrespect them. Respect them. But not the respect that they are real. So don't over-respect them also. Give them the respect that is due to them. Our Swami used to say that everything has its place. Everything has its place. 
You cannot say this money is not, you know, money is useless. Nothing is useless. Everything has its place. But it has its place. You cannot say money is everything. So that also is wrong. Money is nothing. That also is wrong. Money is what money is. So we can't say Jagat is not there. We can't say Jagat is all there is. Jagat is what it is. So that way Vedanta teaches us what is the reality of the universe and this teaches us how should we relate to that. How much importance should we give to what? With Satyam, then it deserves some kind of importance. With Mitya, it deserves a different kind of importance. <coughs> so, both ways, only when you give the right importance to the universe, then only there can be healthy relationship, then only there can be Vairagya. Vairagya doesn't mean that I hate the universe, that I have a healthy relationship with the universe. <coughs> At the same time, the relationship is such that it leads me becomes a pointer, it leads me to something higher than that, which is the self, which is Brahman. <coughs> so this is the idea of Satya and Mitya. People don't understand this. They just get too emotional about these words, you know, Mitya, etc. And they think that Vedanta is, you calling Ishwara Mayavaya, he is a magician. They take these words. But the purpose of using the word Mahanavi is not to condemn Ishvara, just to give you a model of how a magician creates something which is an appearance, which looks very real. And so also the universe is an appearance, looks very real. So just to reveal the reality of the things. <coughs> so therefore, Tad Brahman Nāvarupa Vilakshanam the reaction is what? It is absolute reality. Namrupa is Vyavaharika Satyam. Brahma is Paramadika Satyam. Vilakshana. This is Bhada Yogyam Mitya. There is Satyam Abhaditam. So Lakshana of Brahman is quite opposite to that of Namrupa. Namrupa Vyam Asprashtam. In spite of being so close, the Namrupa is always sticking to Brahman in the way because Namrupa is never apart from Brahma. How Brahma remains apart from names and forms without names and forms being apart from Brahma. That's another secret of the non-duality. So, Namrupa Vyam Asprashtam, even though sustaining, so Nirvahita, the one that sustains the whole universe of names and forms remains unaffected by them. Tathabi tayoho nirvodhutvam brahma or brahmana laksham. In spite of that, even though there is no contact, so normally when you say ashraya or the support or you know, then contain, something is contained, supported by they will always be in the real contact. So we always take for granted that the ashraya, the support, and ashrika, what is supported, have the same degree of reality. That is how we use the words ashraya and ashraya in our day-to-day life. Here also Brahma is called ashraya. 
But then Vedanta is stated not in the sense that the table is the ashraya or the locus of this part. It is the ashraya just as the rope is of the snake. <coughs> Therefore, just as the rope sustains the snake, brings the manifestation of snake both ways. That way Brahman possesses nirvodhutvam, being the sustainer, being the manifester of the universe of names and forms. And then, so then Bhashyakara asked this question, page 428 in fourth line, Katham tat avagamyateti. How is that Brahman to be known? So how is that Brahman, although question is Katham tat avagamyateti. Katham tat avagantavyam, really speaking, how is that Brahman to be known? Now how is it known? All right. That also you can say. How is Brahman known? How you know what Brahman is? What is the evidence that Brahman such as this one is? That which is the manifestor of the universe or sustain the universe or the self of the universe. How do you say it is there or how do you know it? So the Tika said in the line 31, Idamapi, so where is that Idamapi? I don't know, but anyway, Nirvodhrabi, Brahma, Kim Vednyataya, Anatmataya, Sevagantavim Uta, Suprakasatmadari, Prasnatha, Katham, in what manner is Brahman to be known? So, Katham is the Prakara, Katham. In which manner is Brahman known or is to be known? Because two ways things are known. Atmata, Anatmataya and Atmataya. There are two ways of knowing things. Anatmataya as non-self, as drusya, as something that is an object. So Vedyataya, call it Vedya, known, drusya, you know, objectified. Anatma, the non-self. So in what way is it to be known as something different from me? As an Atma, as an object of knowledge? Uda, saprakasha, Atmatayati, or is it to be known as very Atma? So is it to be known as Anatma or Atma? This is the question. As Vedyam or Vedta? As something that is known or the very essence of the knower. So how is it to be done? Idi <coughs> Prashnatha. So Bhede Pramana Abhavat. So when you see if if somebody says that Brahman is to be known as Anatma, as non-self, as Vedyam, as an object of knowledge, that means then it stands apart from the knower. So in that kind of knowledge there is a Duality of the knower and the known, that's a bheda. And so, pramana bhava, there is no pramana. There is no evidence, in fact, to establish a duality between Brahman and the self. <coughs> because Brahman is a very consciousness. So that is why uh, the Maitri Brahmana was also mentioned here. Chit sarupataya evaiti gammere. That Maitri Brahmana teaches that 
Brahman is chit or the consciousness. Because we discussed yesterday, there is a Mahasamanyam. That is something that cannot be negated. Whatever it is that you know, everything ultimately reduces to consciousness. If Vishesha reduces to Samanya, like a pot reduces to clay, which is Samanya, the cause, then clay reduces its cause, etc. Ultimately, everything is reduced to Mahasamanya. The ultimate cause which cannot be reduced further, they call it irreducible cause. And that is shape, shape of consciousness. So that is what Bhuddhani Gopalit have taught. So Brahman is consciousness. Is consciousness to be known as an object of knowledge? Or is consciousness to be known as my very self? Then Bheda, there cannot be Pramanam or evidence that consciousness is different from me. Because one consciousness cannot be different from other consciousness, consciousness being like Akasha, like formless, all-pervasive, partless. So you cannot have part of no and no kind of parts also cannot be there. That being the case, has to be known as the very self. So Atma. So that Brahman, which is Jagatkara. So by Tadastarakshana, Brahman is described as, you know, as Jagatkarana, as the Abhinna Nimitta Upadana as the material cause, as well as the efficient cause. So this is how Brahman is described. And Saatma. So Tatpala is described as Jagatkarana, and then the equation is given here, Saatma. So then Anandagiri says in the fifteenth line, Atmatvevi katham karatala amalakavat brahmana aparokshatvam. Atmatvevi, even if Brahman is Atma, even then, katham aparokshatvam. How is Brahman to be known? Aparokshatvam immediately. Karatala amalakavat. Like Amalaka fruit in the palm of my you know, hand, how it is clearly known so so, how can Brahman be known clearly like that? So when Upanishad says Atma, Bhashya explains what is Atma? Atma he did. Well, as a Ratikagara says, Atma Shabdena in the line 33 32, Atma Shabdena some people say that by the word Atma, the Upanishad means Antaryami, the inner, the inner controller. But Antaryami is the Hiranyagarma in fact. Antaryami is Saguna Brahma. So Antaryami is there, no doubt about that, but Antaryami is inner controller. The inner control is not the ultimate nature of the self. Self is inner controller, all right. But then, the ultimate nature of the self is even beyond inner control, the controlness also is not there. The very presence is the nature of the self. So, controller also is an attribute. So, it is true that it is inner controller. But inner control is not the ultimate nature of self. 
सो दैट इज वॉट दे वैष्णव से दैट आत्मा इज अंतर्यामी आत्मशब्देन अंतर्यामी अभिधीयते इति केशांजि भ्रमम सभी वृहद इस भ्रम और दोषन दत्मा वट इज मेन्ट इज अंतर्यामी द इनर कंट्रोलर सो तेषां भ्रमम प्रसिद्ध विरोधेन निराकर निराकरोधी बट नो प्रसिद्धि मोद हाउ इज आत्मा नोन टू एवरीबडी वेन यू यूज अवर आत्मा हाउ पीपल रिस्पॉन्स नो वी रिस्पॉन्स अंतर्यामी बिकॉज सो प्रसिद्धि निरोधेन दट इंटरप्रिटेशन आत्मा इज अंतर्यामी विल कॉन्ट्रेडिट अवर एक्सपीरियंस और वट इज वट एवरीबडी अंडरस्टैंड विद अवर आत्मा आत्मा ही नाम सर्वजंतूना प्रत्यक्षेतन स्वसंवेद्य प्रसिद्ध तेन स्वेण उन्नीय अशरीर व्योमवद सर्वगत आत्मा ब्रह्म अवगंतव्य सुखंतव्यक्षकर से आत्मा नाम सर्वजंतूना प्रत्यक्षेतन आत्मी नाम इज वॉट इज वेल नोन आत्मा इज वेल नोन टू एवरीबडी सर्वजंतूना प्रत्यक्षेतन इट इज अ वेरी प्रत्यक्ष इनर मोस्ट चेतन और कॉन्शियसनेस ऑल द बींग्स सुसंवेद्य समथिंग दर इज सेल्फ रिवीलिंग एवरीबडी नोज आत्मा इज आई एम एक्सिस्टिंग अहम अस्मे अहम भावे दट आई एम एंड आई शाइन दैट वे एवरीबडी नोज आत्मा स्वसंवेद इन दैट सेंस दैट इट इज नोन टू एवरीबडी इट रिवील इट से स्वसंवेद्य स्वसंवेद्य ऑल्सो कैन मीन विच नोज इट से In that sense, Buddha's use the word "swasamvedya" is one that knows itself. So, Atma knows itself. When we ask him this question, you say that Atma is shrinka vijnanam or momentary consciousness. How do you say Atma is momentary consciousness? Because when moment is gone, another moment comes. How do you know? He says, "No, it knows itself." So, swasamvedya, swasamvedya. In that case, you don't have to worry about this. How do you know the self? It is changing every moment. But we here, Vasishtha, universe was amazed. Not in sense that I know myself. It is self-revealing. That's why everybody knows. It is known or experienced by everybody, or every every creature, or every individual. Is because it is self-shining, self-revealing. स्वसंवेद्य प्रत्यक्ष चेतना वन नोज एज वन सोन सेल्फ 
one knows also as the innermost reality of oneself. Everybody knows that I am a conscious being. Nobody thinks that I am a matter or I am inert. Pratyak chita, that, that the innermost nature of myself is a conscious being. Now what the nature of that conscious being is, there may be confusion. But nobody takes any oneself to be an inert an entity. That I am a conscious being. How do you say that? I know it. But that's how Atma reveals itself as a conscious being. It's myself also, Pratyakshita. People may not know that self that I am is self that you are, that they do not know. But everybody knows that the self is conscious being. My innermost, my inward inner nature is not something outside of me. Pratyakshita. The consciousness or conscious being, there is my own self, not something different from me. So that way Atma is known to everybody. Nobody knows Atma as an inner, you know, inner control and stuff like that. Even, so Upanishad uses the word Atma in the sense in which people understand that as my essential nature, myself, conscious being. <coughs> so Prasiddha, this is how it is well known to everybody. <coughs> So therefore now it will say Brahma is Atma. Therefore, Tenayorupanya. Unya means what? Having a certain. Here, unnya in the part of Gnaya. So Unya means Gnaya or Unya means Nyatva. So Tenayorupan Unya. Tenayorupan Nyatva. Knowing Brahman as Pratyakshetana. As self-revealing, Pratyakshetana, as my inner consciousness, my very self, in that sense, ascertaining that Brahman is myself. <coughs> so that is the purpose of saying Saatma. So Upanishad says that Brahma, which is in Namurupya Nirvahita, etc., Saatma means that Brahman is known as Atma. Atma is Atma. Is what? Is myself. You know what a conscious being? A self-revealing. That Brahman is known as myself, as consciousness, as self-revealing. <coughs> then Anandagiri says, so, Tenev is Surupena Unnya. Tenev is what? Sasamayajatvena means as self-revealing. That Brahman is to be known as self-revealing, as something that shines in my heart. So Atma reveals itself constantly as I, I, I. In that sense, Brahman is to be known as that which reveals in my heart as myself. <coughs> Kutu dehadve upahitasyatmana svasamvedyatyam tatraha. So I have a tika here which says kutaha. It is mano vedyatva sambhava. So svasamvedyam and mano vedyam. So you can say, so then whether it is the indriya vasyam, Sakshi Bhasyam or Svasamvedyam. 
Indriya Vastyam, that is revealed by the sense organs, the external world. Sakshi Vastyam, the Indriya itself is revealed by a Sakshi or a witness. But then who reveals the witness? Dravakeva Nathadrushyate, witness is always the witness. And so, that's why the word Svasamvedya is used here as self-revealing, self-shining. <coughs> Meaning that you do not require a witness for the witness. That's the purpose of Svasamvedyatma. Then normally the existence of something can be established only when there is a witness. That is, part is, can be established only when I am the witness of that part. So similarly, Atma is, do you need a witness? No, you need witness for an object in this part, which is not Svasamvedyam. Means Paraprakasham. So part falls in the category of that, which is illumined by something else, revealed by something else. So there are two categories of entities, Jada and Cheda, Paraprakasya and Svaprakasya. So that is where the nature of knowledge is different. Since people are only accustomed to knowing things as Paraprakasya, as object, and that is to be objectified, then only it can be known, you try to objectify Atma also. So now it is Svasamvedya. It is an entity altogether different in characteristics from anything else that you know. <coughs> but you know what Svasamvedya is, fortunately, there is no big deal about Aparokshatma. They can keep on making arguments about but you know what Aparoksha is. You know yourself as Aparokshatma, so why do you have to debate? You, you don't see, you don't require protection, you don't need to perceive yourself. You don't need sense organs to know, see yourself. No, you need to visualize yourself in mind. You know that you are. So that you already know yourself approximately. Except if you say, in, in that we also, you know, unfortunately add the paroksha stuff. So what is pratyaksha, paroksha, body, etc. also is lumped together with I am. So Viveka is required. Apuroksha jnana is not to be produced, it is there. People make a big deal about Apuroksha and etc. How will you know yourself? It's you already known. Self is, in unknown self is not to be known. Self is always known. Except that non-self also is known. Then you have to identify this non-self. That's not what I am. It's Viveka jnana that is important here. <coughs> But everybody gets so worked up with paroksha and paroksha and stuff like that. And then, but don't do anything. It's already present. Atma is present, already known. Only anatma is to be recognized as anatma and has to be dropped. That's all. That's called the apavada. <coughs> but anyway, Ananigri said, so, Deha Dvaya Upayrasya Atmas Svasamvedyatvam, no sorry, Kutaha Deha Dvaya, but Atma is possessed of his two bodies, gross body and subtle body. So, Atma is possessed of gross and subtle bodies. How can Atma suggest that be Svasamvedya, how can it be something that is self-revealing? So then Bhashikara said, 
अशरीर सो कनेक्टिंग विद अवर प्रजापति विद्या अशरीर वसंतम सो आत्मा इज अनएम्बॉडी अशरीर न तो शरीर द्वय उपेद आत्मा इज नॉट प्रजर्स्ट ऑफ शरीर द्वय और ग्रॉस एंड सट बॉडी अशरीर इट इज रिक्वायर शरीर द थिंग इज दैट वी थिंक दैट वी रिक्वायर शरीर टू बी टू एग्जिस्ट इट्स अवर थिंग अवर कंक्लूजन इज दैट आई एम दैट इफ द बॉडी इज I am not there, but that is our habit. But our Swami also says, "I am. It's not I am there because body is there. Body is there because I am there. The equation has to change. <clears throat> and so there is no point. Atma is not possessed of the two bodies, gross and subtle. Asharira. It is unembodied. Meaning, Atma does not require gross and subtle bodies for it to be or for it to manifest itself." These fellows require Atma to manifest themselves. <clears throat> then Anandagri says, Parichinnasya Asharidatvam Ayuktam. But you say, Parichinnasya, but Atma is I. Atma is I. And my eye is different from your eye. That is our experience also. So it is true that we experience Atma as myself, as a paroksha, as a media reality. At the same time, I habitually take the self as confined to these two bodies. They are there, and they are separate from you. There are as many Atmas, as many living beings are there. सो परिच्छिन्नस्थरीरत्म अयुक्त आत्मा विच इज लिमिटेड हाउ कैन बी अनएम्बॉडेड बिकॉज लिमिटेड इज कन्फाइंड लिमिटेड सो लिमिटेड नहीं रिक्वायर्स अ बॉडी सो हाउ कैन यू से द आत्मा इज अनएम्बॉडेड वेन आत्मा इज लिमिटेड सो बात यो बट नो इट्स नॉट लिमिटेड द लिमिटेशन इज समथिंग दैट इज सुपर इम्पोज्ड Limitation is at some place. Where is it? In the body. They have where the gross and subtle bodies. Limitation is the subtle there. Habitually, we superimpose that limitation upon the self and conclude that I am limited. This is Yogamavat. All pervades of Asharira and embodied. So Yogamavat is the Atma. So it is like space, all pervasive. All it means all inclusive. All pervasive should be understood as all inclusive. We will say that space pervades everything. Space also accommodates everything, includes everything. Space is not opposed to anything. Whatever there is, space accommodates, includes. Is nothing excluded? No boundaries, you know. And there were no divisions. You belong to that caste, and I belong to this, or etc. All these divisions are required for vyavahara to grow out of them. Ultimately, it's all pervasive, all inclusive, <coughs> all accommodating. So that's why accommodation becomes a value. 
but all the stages so far. So then I know, because this was described to me, Suttapad Anuvarena, by reiterating, bringing that Tatpada in my mind, Tat, when it's said, then I know what it is. That is you. Then that equation takes place. Suttapada Anuvarena, Tvam Padana Sattvamuktva, that Tat or Jagat Karana is Tvam, is you. And that is how this statement did here. And so, Saatma. So, Namarupayoho Nirvahita. Yadantara Tad Brahma Tad Saatma. So, this was stated here in this mantra. <coughs> then what? Tad Amrutam. So, that has to be stated earlier, in fact. Yeah, that came already. So in fact, tad brahma tad amrutam, that should have come earlier. So Bhashya tad brahma saatma tad amrutam, that's how Bhashyakara is mistaken. But then this Tikakara therefore he said, that this tad amrutam should have come earlier, tad brahma tad amrutam. In the, in the, in the 28th line was said, tasya swarupa lakshamaha tad amrutam edi. So, te yadantara tad brahma tad sarupam. So, this namarupyo nirvahita, te yadantara tad brahma, here in this brahma is described as the jagat karanam. That is the, the tadasalakshanam or upalakshanam, also the word used, upalakshanam or tadasalakshanam. And sarupalakshanam tad amrutam, that is immortal. So that's the Swarupa Brahma. So that is what should have come in this word, this Tika, I say. But anyway, here the Amrutam comes later because then Saatma Tad Amrutam. So Tad Amrutam is taken, so Bhashyakara is the next sentence. Tachyatma Brahma Amrutam Amarana Dharma. So Tachyatma Brahma, Tat, and you know, how can Tat is neuter? Tachyatma Brahma. There Atma is Brahma, Amrutam is immortal, Amarana Dharma. <coughs> By the way, so Tat Brahma, Tat Amrutam is describing Tatpada. And it's atma. It's you know, tompada. So that should have been simple. But somehow Vashikara has said tat brahma saatma tat chamrutam. That amrutam is also further. Brahman that is atma is also immortal. So tat chatma brahma. That brahman that's the atma or atma that is brahma is amrutam amarna dharma. Meaning of the nature of immortality. Vedipika said in line 29, Marna Nishedha Saranarupa Dharma Nishedhartha Iti. When you say it is Amarna Dharma, meaning that it is devoid of the names and forms, because names and forms are all mortal. The creation or name and form is what? Marna Dharma, meaning that it is characterized by mortality. 
because it's created the earth, it will be destroyed. Amanadharma is not destroyed, it's not created, it's changeless. <coughs> Or as we said, this Thikagara said, Shastadya Sat, Tvampada Vata Ashtamadya Vatarityya, Tvampada Anuvarana Tassitat Padartha Abheram Vyatiharanyayana Asharirahar. Because according to this, the reading of this Thikagara already Amritam came earlier. So, Asharirahar. So, Vyatiharanyayana. So, sixth chapter describes Tattpada and equivalent Tvampada. Each chapter elaborately described Tvampada and equated to Sauttama Purusha Tattpada. So Vyatihara means the reciprocity in the, in the reverse manner, in the contrary wise. Asharira, so whichever way you want to look at it, so Asharira, Vyomat, Sarvadatma, Brahmitavagantavyam. Swanagri say Brahmaiva Pratyakshabhutam Vidhi Katham Avagandavyam Then Brahma alone is Pratyakshabhutam or Aparokshabhutam that is, that's an immediate reality. How is it to be known? So, so that's already done. Atmahinam, it's okay. Anatmatvam Chayen Brahma Abrahmatva Prasangat Pratyakshabhutam Brahma Vaktavya Vityatha if Brahma is an Atma, then it cannot be Pratyak, Pratyak Atma, therefore it becomes a Pratyak, it becomes external. Therefore, Pratyak Bhutam Brahma is known as the very self. <coughs> so this is it. So this one sentence here is summarizing the entire teaching. <coughs> now something still continues, you know. Text continues. Anandagini says, so, Upasya Swaroom Dashaitva Tad Upasakasya Prathana Mantra Muthapya Vyakarodi Upasya Swaroom Dashaitva. All along, this is nothing but the Dhara Vidya. And wherever Dhara means Brahma is described as Nirvishesha, it is Upasa Swarupam. So here also, when Brahman is equated to Atma, it means it is Nirvishesha. Atma is always Nirvishesha. The self is Nirvishesha, devoid of all the attributes. Because I objectify all the attributes. I am aware of all the attributes, all the qualities. And therefore, I has to be free from all attributes. So only entity that can be nirvishesha has to be I. I has to be nirvishesha. And if Brahman is separate from I, it will be savishesha. So Brahman can be I only when that also is nirvishesha. Therefore, Brahman is equated to I. Upasya Svarvam Dashaitva. Upasya means that which is to meditate upon, which is the Hara Kasha. 
So Swarupa is born Brahma, the Vishesha. Thus Vitma, having shown that, meaning thus this discussion about the identity of Brahman and Atma is nothing but for the Sadaka to know Upasya Swarupam. What's the nature of Brahman which I am meditating upon or which I am asked to meditate upon? So Dupasaka said, but Upasaka, the Bhakta always requires prayer. So when you meditate upon something, you realize something, you always require its grace. That's what Bhakti comes. So whenever Brahman is different from me, and I want to realize him, I want to see him, I want to, you know, in that case, it has to reveal itself to me. If Brahma is Atma self-revealing, it is already revealed. But if Brahma is meditated upon as, as object of meditation, then when I want to see Brahman is possessed of various attributes, Satyakama, Satya Sankalva, etc., then that Brahman should reveal itself to me, then only I can know. So I, of course, my effort is meditation. At the same time, I want Brahman to become favorable to me so that I can realize it. So whether it is Saguna Brahma or Nirguna Brahma, either way, prayer is always in order. But so much so when we are talking about Saguna Brahma, when Brahman possesses attributes, has to reveal itself to me, meaning that has I require its grace to know it in that form. Vidantins will say that Atma is self, I don't require to pray, it's all my myself, already revealing and there, I don't just recognize what it is. But if I want to realize something which is not evident now, from Brahman to appear in a certain form, then Brahman is to favor me and assume that form. If Miravai wants to know Lord Krishna as Giridhar Gopala, and if Sundasi wants to know as Murali Manavara, suppose, you know, so then Lord Krishna has to appear before them in that form. Whichever form they are worshipping or meditating upon, in that form Lord Krishna has to favor them. And therefore all the time appealing to appealing is required very much. That you please manifest before me, please you know, reveal yourself to me. Meaning that prayer has to be an integral part of this process of meditation. Wherein I would accomplish something. When I would accomplish something, Meaning even seeing God in a given, with a given attribute also is accomplished or what is unaccomplished. So accomplishing what is unaccomplished always requires surrender, requires favor, requires prayer, because what I want to accomplish should become favorable to me, should reveal itself to me, then only I can know. So prayer is always prescribed or is very often prescribed along with upanasana and meditation. And prayer is performed with the help of a mantra. Therefore, already one mantra came, you know, what is it, shamat, shavalam, prapagde, shavalat, sham, etc. So there was also mantra. But here another mantra is there. So upasaka is a prarthana mantra. The difference is that there also prapadya means I wish to attain. But here it is prathana, in fact, praying the Lord to become favorable to me so that 
I know you or I do not want to be to come back to this world of birth and death again. <coughs> this is just a prasana that I do not want to take enter the home of the mother. This is how it is described. So taking another birth is what? I don't want to enter the womb of the mother. <coughs> this is prasana mantra. Uttapya Vyakarodi. So Vashakara first of all takes up introduces that and then Vyakarodi explains that. So Atta Uddham Vashakara says Atta Urdham Mantra So now follows the mantra. So let us read that mantra on the page 427. Prajapate Sabham Veshma Prapadye Yashoham Bhavami Brahmananam Brahmananam Yashaha Rajnyam Yashaha Visham Yashaha Anuprapatsi Saham Yashasam Yashaha Shetam Adatkam, Adatkam Shetam, Lindu, Mabhigam Lindu, Mabhigam. Sorry, so Lindum Mabhigam, Lindum Mabhigam. That's how the, the conclusion is. So this is the mantra. Abhi Prathana of the prayer. And then we'll continue tomorrow. <coughs> Om Purnamada Purnamidam Purnat Purnamudachyade Purnasya Purnamadaya Purnameva Vasishyade Om Shanti 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 Shankaram Shankaracharyam Keshavam Badarayanam Sutra Bhashya Krutovande Bhagavantaro Punapuna Ishvaro Guru Ratmeri Murti Veda Vibhagine Vyomavat Vyapta Nehaya Rakshina Murtaye Namaha Om Shankishan Kishan Hari Om Shri Guru Bhyo Namah